Welcome to this podcast by The Rocks Church. We hope you find it challenging and inspiring. For more information, visit therocks.church. Good morning, church. How are you? Ah, that's better. G'day, my name's Kerry Pierce, and I'm uh, here with Declan and obviously Derek, part of the crew from Compassion. And I'd like to thank Pastor Daniel, uh, who's uh, living life of luxury in Bali, probably sipping on a lemonade by the poolside. Big shout out to you, Pastor Daniel. I uh, hope you come back really charged because I see a lot of people here. You've got a lot of work to do. Anyway, I was just uh, I was just sharing him with the other day about how I'm enjoying what I do. And just a little bit about me. I'm married to a lovely woman called Sally and have been for 30 years and have five beautiful adult children. And one of my beautiful adult children is in the front here with me today uh, with her friend. So thanks for coming and supporting me, sweetheart. It's a providential relationship. That we have, and I'll be talking a bit about that uh, later on. You know, I've been a pastor for nearly 20 years in this city, and uh, I've just taken up a position with compassion. Why? Well, I've travelled the world, being involved in anti-trafficking and prostitution for the past 15 years, seeing the devastating effect that poverty has on communities. I was involved with a lot of NGOs and Christian organisations pulling their hair out trying to uh, finding men, women and children, uh, saving them from trafficking uh, and slavery and then trying to transform them and then only finding them going back to what they only knew best. Devastating. I've also worked alongside federal governments, uh, our federal government, sorry, and a lot of ASEAN group of countries with anti-trafficking and anti-prostitution. So I know a little bit about poverty and what it brings. And on one occasion, back in 2014, I was invited on a compassion trip and I was taken back. I was, I was amazed because what I, I suddenly found the solution to what I believe was a holistic solution to this world crisis that involves the local church and Christ believers all over the world. That's the solution. Christ believers and the local church. And I believe compassion is an ambulance at the top of the cliff, not at the bottom of the cliff. There's a lot of amazing organisations out there that that save and, and, and do a lot of work at the bottom of the cliff, but I believe compassion is at the top of the cliff, stopping families, children from entering into what poverty brings. You know, compassion is 70 years old and is over 20, in over 25 countries partnering and equipping over 8,500 churches. Compassion is Christ-centred, and that'll never change. We're child-focused, which also involves the family, and we're church-based. Everything is done from in and within the local church. And today we're building on a relationship between the Rocks Church, I get a shout-out, the Rocks Church, (laughs) and Compassion and the impact that we're having in the island of Bohol in the Philippines. Also, the Rocks Baldivis is having a compassion morning this morning as well. So a big shout out to the Rocks Baldivis. And before <laughs> there's one person there as well. And before I continue with compassion, I want to bring you a word about providential relationships. Now, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray, Lord, that this morning you will give us through your Holy Spirit, revelation 
about providential relationships. I pray now, Lord, empty me of myself and Holy Spirit, fill me afresh as I bring forth your word this morning. Just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Pastor Daniel told me that you were doing a series on Faithful and he asked me to speak on providential relationships. Now, I, I suffer dyslexia and I can't even spell the word providential without struggling. So, and I don't use chat GDP, by the way, too. All right? I, I know that some pastors do. And, uh, but I use Google. So I want to share with you, firstly, providential, what it means. Because you've got to understand what providential means. Okay? It, it means occurring at a favourable time or an opportune time. Just like a divine appointment. Okay, we've all got to be ready for these divine appointments. You know, every morning I actually pray, Lord, prepare my heart for a divine appointment. No matter who I come across, let it be a divine appointment. May I see with your eyes, may I hear with your ears, and may I speak with your heart. Because if I just do it in my own flesh, I'll miss everything, and I'll miss that blessing. Amen? It's a great prayer to pray, and it gets me focused for the day. Now, relationships, relationships mean the way in which two or more people or things are connected or the state of being connected. Who in the house is in a relationship this morning? Three of yous. Well, there's a lot of work to be done here. All right, that's good. All right, so now God uses providential relationships to grow our faith. He brings people into our lives to help us grow in our relationship with him. We have a providential relationships all around us. And here at The Rocks, it may be the pastoral care that you receive. It could be the youth pastor. It could be the young adults pastor. It could be the pastoral team care pastor or the teacher or a friend in a short-term connect group. Or it could just be a work colleague who was a Christian. But you know, it could have been the person at the front door this morning as you entered into The Rocks with that beaming smile, didn't say anything. That could have been a start of a providential relationship. And so as soon as you walked in, you knew that you were welcomed and that you are in the right place this morning. And I've got to say, all, each and every one of you are in the right place this morning. Amen. Well, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, which comes in two kinds. Me to them and them to me. You to me and me to you. God uses human relationships to impact our faith in him. You know, a story about my mum and dad. My mum and dad, they lived in New Zealand and they came over here in 81. All right, I won't mention the rugby. And uh, just a little, little thing more, I, I'm a Carlton supporter, so I won't mention that as well. Um, but I came over, from, came over from New Zealand. Mum and my sister came over first, six months before Dad and I had to sell everything up. This is going back in 81. I was only about 12 years old. Okay? They weren't Christians. Actually, they were far from it. Our house was, used to be a party house. And it was, yeah, it was just a party house anyway. So, <laughs> get, the, get the drift, right? So anyway, the girl that I went to school with, her father was a pastor. And my dad can't cook, and neither can I. I've got those genes. And uh, 
So each night while we were away from mum and my sister who were over here, they would invite us over for dinner. So bit by bit by dip, bit by a providential relationship, dad gave his life to Christ. Didn't tell mum who was over here. Okay, he didn't dare tell her that he was now born again Christian. Whoa, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, mum was over here in South Perth, didn't know anyone with my sister. She was crying at a shopping centre. She had enough. She wanted to go home, she had enough, didn't know anyone. A little old lady came up to her and said, what's wrong, dear? She goes, I don't know anyone. Bit by bit by bit, this lady invited her to a woman's group, a, a church women's group. Bit by bit, she gave her life to Christ. Didn't tell Dad. <laughs> so six months later, my sister and I in the bedroom, and, and, and we, we, they come. We, we come over from New Zealand, we fly, and we said, oh, this is not going to be good. Why? And my sister said, oh, because there's some news that have... Oh, so, yeah, Mum has to tell Dad the news too. They went into their room, they came out crying. We thought relationship was over. They said, kids, we've got something to tell you. We're going to church. Oh, what? <laughs> We're going to church. I was young at that stage, okay? At that time, the need of these providential relationships transformed their lives, which ended up transforming my life. I had a school teacher that ran a geeky lunchtime program who knew my parents, and he always used to say, come, Kerry, come to the, come to the good Christian lunchtime program. The only way he got me there was these two really good-looking girls that I had no chance, but I thought I'd go there and, you know, see what I could do. <laughs> Don't tell mum. <laughs> she doesn't know that, all right? Now, providential relations can also work in the opposite, all right? We've got to understand this. God uses providential relationships to build on relationship. The enemy can also use providential relationships to destroy. You know, if you were like me, I was very easily influenced and you need to be careful of that. You know, one of my mates once said to me, oh, you don't believe in God, do you? It'll take away your joy and all your fun. And I can remember it clear as day and I can still see it. We were behind the shops in Mundaring up in the hills. He had a cigarette. He was offering me a cigarette. And I knew it was the wrong thing to do and he said that to me, and I just went, yeah, okay. Which started me on a life, which I'll share in a minute. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You know, in a short time, I went from a nice guy, I thought I was a nice guy, to a dope-smoking, drug-using, swearing-fighting meathead, and got myself involved with a bikey group. Sound familiar? Good. Now, I've been watching some of the podcasts at the Rocks and I noticed that you guys love visual, you love visual examples. I mean, look at that screen. Best screen in Perth. But here I have here a, uh, just a visual. And look, I had to get this into the, in Cannington this morning. I had to get this into the uh, church. I didn't come in like this because there would have been about 100 cop cars running around, all right? But this represents my life, what it used to be. I was given a knife pretty similar to this when I was at a young age, when I was dealing, and this always used to sit beside me in the, in the car. 
This was my protector. This was my saviour. This is what I got to know through a providential relationship that put me in a really dark place. The mate that gave me my first cigarette gave me this. He also got me involved in, in, you can see the patches at the front, but they're now gone. Got me involved in, in a life of, just in a life of rubbish. I was a meathead. I really was. I was lost. I got to hang out with the bikies, actually rode with them. I've still got a bike that I use for good now. My life was out of control until I met a bloke who knew my parents, another providential relationship. He said, you know, how's that working out for you, Kerry? Now, I want to say this to you here. If you know someone that's backslidden, don't judge them. Just ask them, say, how's it working out for you? Gets them to think, ah... I'll never forget that. He says, and then he said, Kerry, I love Jesus. I could have gone like that, right into him. He says, I love Jesus. And you know what? He loves you. He loves you. That was another providential relationship that was formed. I walked away and I could not get that out of my head. You know, I always prayed to God when I was in really dark situations. Isn't it weird that when you walk away from God, you know, you walk away from him, but, you know, he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is always with you. And that came to life when I was living this life because I always turned to God when I was in trouble. The jacket and knife represents my old life. It's a reminder where I've come from. I was a scared young man and I kept on hearing this guy saying, I love Jesus. And you know what? That is my catch cry. Now, I know in Australia, blokes, you know, you go, oh, I love Jesus. Oh, I feel a bit weirded out. But we've got to say it. So on the count of three, I want you to turn to the person next to you with a loud voice and say, I love Jesus. Come on. Oh, my goodness. The morning, morning service did exactly the same thing. I said on the count of three. But you guys love Jesus that much that you want to do it. One, two, three. I love Jesus. Say it again. I love Jesus. Amen. You keep saying that to yourself. When, you, when Pastor Daniel comes back, go up to him and say, oh, I love Jesus. And watch his smile get even bigger. You know, I'm so glad that I had people in my life that encouraged me. You know, the whole time I was being a, uh, well, a meathead, I found myself in a dark place. I'd cry out for God protection. We all need to find providential relationships, but good providential relationships. You know, this guy that told me he loved Jesus, he gave me this knife, this sword. Now, this is a, King Sol a replica of King Solomon's sword. It's heavy. But isn't it? It's in our, it's in our house. Kari, here, are we taking photos? Here we go, this is a big sight. <laughs> it's in our house, and every time I walk from the bedroom down the hallway, I, I, I have to walk past it. And it's a reminder, it's a reminder of my life that is now 
And now that when I ride a bike, I don't wear patches on the front and back, I wear this patch on the back. So if you ever see a black Harley Davidson with that, give it a toot, don't try and run me off the road. (laughs) But it's me signalling that my life has been transformed. Has been for a long time, I've been a pastor for 20 odd years. Jesus is the only way. He set me free and he can set you free today. You don't have to be scared and have silly little knives like that. And parents, if you've got children that have backslidden, don't condemn them, don't judge them. Just pray and love for them. You know, my parents were, were hassling me, they were threatening me, they were because they didn't, they, they didn't like what I was doing, and fair enough too. But uh, then they suddenly changed. One of the elders in their church said, just pray and love them as Jesus would love them, love him. And bit by bit by bit I saw that love, and bit by bit by bit that also was a providential relationship that I had with my parents that just grew me in my faith. You know, when when we're to train the children up in the ways of the Lord and when they, they, when they get older they won't deter from it. I really believe in that. So if you've got children that you're, that you're bringing up and that they've walked away, just keep praying for them. They'll come back. I'll tell you what, once they've been in, doing this sort of stupid stuff, they will suddenly realise what the right pathway is. Anyway, that's just on a sideline. You know, I had some people crucify me in the church because I was part of the church and I left. I had some people crucify me. I mean, I was doing a good enough job of that on my, my own. They weren't good providential relationships. And that's part of the church. We need to be very careful that we don't judge people when they come back. You know, we know, oh, no, little Simon, he went off and did this and that, but he's come back to the church. Oh, don't trust him. Wow, what? He's come back. He's come back. Open arms. That song that we think, wider. It's... It's a beautiful thing. Bit by bit, I came back to the Lord. And the rest is history. I love Jesus. Don't get weirded out by this. If you're a Christian, you must love Jesus. Say what you mean and mean what you say. I love Jesus. Let's just take a moment and think. I want everyone just to shut their eyes right now. Just do me a favour. I know some of you probably go, I don't shut my eyes. Just shut your eyes. I've got a knife here. I've got two knives here, right? So just do as you're told. All right, shut your eyes and just just think. Who are you building up in the Lord? Just think about it. Who are you encouraging right now? Who are you loving? Who are you showing God's love to? Who do you need to forgive right now and not judge and not condemn? Who do you need to thank and honour today for your faith in Christ? Who do you need to, maybe after the service or this week, get on your phone and message that person that had a providential relationship with you just to thank them and encourage them? Heavenly Father, we... Thank you for putting those people on our minds right now. 
whether it be our parents, whether it be our friends or pastor, we thank you, Lord, for them. We ask you to bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, give us the time to reflect and to honour them through their relationship with us in building our faith. Lord, we are eternally grateful, not only for what you have done on the cross for us, but Lord, for those providential relationships. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So back to compassion. I love compassion. Do you know many of you have providential relationships with your sponsor children? They are providential relationships. Already members of this church sponsor 220 children through compassion. How many people got in this room now? Probably 300. So there's a lot more to go. Eh? There's 220 The Rocks Church sponsor at the moment. Let's try and get that to 250 today. That would be fantastic. Now, this is a relationship that is more powerful than poverty because, you know what, Jesus Christ is more powerful than poverty. And in the last 12 months, there have been 647 letters sent to and from the rocks to the sponsor children, which is absolutely fantastic. That's providential relationships and discipleship right there that you are doing. Now, here's a map of some stats of the uh, Philippines. Evangelical Christians account for less than 3% of the population. An estimated 780,000 people are trapped in slavery. One in two people are trafficked around the world who are Filipino. That's 3.4 million Filipino men, women and children. 26% of the population lives under the poverty line of of, uh, $1.90 US a day. That's around 30 million people. Between 60,000 and 100,000 Filipino children are impacted by trafficking today. And just some other stat to uh, give you. Human trafficking comes in many shapes and sizes, harming adults and children in countries in rich and poor alike. In total, this issue is known as modern slavery and affects an estimate of 40 million people globally. You know what? It earns the traffickers, the gangs and all that, at least $150 billion annually, making it one of the world's most profitable crimes today. I have to let you know this so you're aware of these horrible stats. But hope is all not lost. I love that compassion is equipping the local churches and over eight and a half thousand communities teaching about these things. And I want to show you a video now. And firstly, thank you, Rocks Church, for all that you have. Help me inom. Kahit na may nagdedere sa akin, umiinom, umiinom pa rin, ganun. Compassion has been a partner 
in our church with our vision of helping the children to be out of the poverty. And this survival is very, very important program because the number of mortality rate is getting higher in the Philippines. And this survival program enables the church, empower the church to reach out more children and help them in a long-term program. Ang survival nga program dako kay siya nga tabang. Tabangan na mo sila nga makaanak sila nga ang ilahang mga anak safety sila inig during sa pagdeliver og ang mama pod safety. Naami lesson naghisgot me about breastfeeding, naghisgot me about growth monitoring, oral rehydration, family planning, uh, immunization nga makatabang jud sa ilahang anak nga mahimo silang physically healthy. Pero nung napasok na po ako sa survival. Hindi lang sila financially nag-assist. Inassist din nila kung paano mawala yung takot ko. Palagi nila akong gano'y sina sinasabihan. Marami silang advice na binigay sa akin. Hindi, hindi ko nila pinabayaan atong at time. We're able to experience fast growth spiritually because of the close engagement with the staff and the beneficiary. It's a life-changing program. I'm growing. Uh, ngayon, nagiging, ako, nagiging small group leader na po ako. Inisip ko po hindi po siya responsibility. It's a commitment. Yung naramdaman ko na ito, na, nawalan ko lahat-lahat, paano ako mag-start, natanong ko yun sa sarili ko eh. Narinig ko yung mga mensahe nila para sa akin. Yung sinabi ko na hindi para ako nag-iisa. Why we do what we do, uh, why we need to do all these things again and again, because that's the burden that the Lord put in my heart. Parang ako, fulfill ko sa akong life. Tungod kay, nabuhat na ako ang will sa ginoo, purpose sa ginoo sa akong kinabuhat. You know, one in 25 children in uh, impoverished countries, developing countries, women, one in 25 women die giving birth. In Australia, it's one in six and a half thousand. It gives you a picture of what's needed in these, uh, in these areas. And thank you for the Rocks Church. Every year you donate to a project that allows these projects to keep going and saving. You're saving lives of mums and bubs. Amen. Um, that's providential relationships right there. The Rocks over the many years have built over nine mums and bubs projects to bless mums and bubs. That's awesome. You know, just in the past, as you heard before, just in the past three years, we've gone from 140 million to 345 million children that are struggling to put a meal on the table each day. During the pandemic, through partnering through Compassion and the local churches, we're able to focus on providing food, health care and counselling for the children and the families. You know, Melandi, who you've got a picture up here, she's seven years old when she became a Compassion child. And I actually met her in Haiti uh, 
back in 2010. Both her parents and her brothers and sisters were killed in that uh, earthquake. Uh, actually, in 2014, I met her. In 2010, that earthquake hit Haiti. Heard with the Lord's ears, saw with the Lord's eyes, and acted out of the Lord's heart and formed a providential relationship with this family. The pastor has rebuilt the church and classroom, and thanks to the donors of Compassion, uh, I've been able to do mums and bubs programs and like what, like exactly what the Rocks Church are doing there in, in the Philippines, and the community is growing in Christ. Now, I ask you from my heart: Can you sponsor a child? You might already already have one. I mean, 220 uh, children from the Rocks Church is is amazing. But can you do one more? It's eleven dollars and seven cents a week, and uh, you're creating a providential relationship that will last a lifetime. We've, we have 30 children out the back there. Some of them have been waiting 290 days to be sponsored. And I'm going to show you a little video now of what happens. And I, I, I'm not doing it to pull on your heartstrings, but it does. But I, need, I, I want you to know that you're not just signing up for $48 a month to, to bring a child out of poverty. You're doing a lot more. This is the response that, that you will never see until you see this. This is a response of a family finding out that their child is sponsored, that she's going to get cared for, she's going to get health care, she's going to get educated, and she's going to learn about Jesus Christ. Tuhan akan memberikan yang terbaik buat keluarga ini. Ada sukacita, asti, keluarganya asti, mendapat sponsor, dan ini surat dari sponsor yang buat asli ini juga tidak bayar boleh asli terima kasih banyak bawa anak saya baik saya kasih masuk TTA saya hari ini saya bangga sekali, tapi Tuhan yang balas. Saya tidak mampu balas, tapi Tuhan yang balas. Tidak pernah saya mimpi bahwa sponsornya akhir hari ini ada. Tapi saya bangga sekali, sehingga saya jatuh air mata. Terima kasih banyak, berlimpah Mungkin pikirnya ya sekedar komunikasi saja, tetapi lebih daripada itu kedekatannya lebih dekat sekali. I have never known such success like this. We've got 30-odd children out the back there that would love to be sponsored. And if God is impressing that on your heart this morning, please come and see us at the end of the service. I just want to finish off with, with this from Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. You know what? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on you. Because the Lord has anointed me, he has anointed you 
to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. You will be called oaks of righteousness. A planning of the Lord for the display of a splendor. They will rebuild. You will rebuild. The rocks will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore places long devastated. And that is exactly what you're doing when you partner with compassion. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more great resources and to keep yourself up to date, head to our website. Visit the rocks dot church